fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Merry Christmas, America. Yesterday was a high holy day when Christians the world over paused to recognize the birth of the King, Jesus the Christ. What if the shepherds had cell phones? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the shepherds taking video of Jesus in a manger or of Mary breastfeeding or of Joseph trying to shish the animals? Do you think those videos would have gone viral? How did the shepherd's story make it out of that pasture in the first place? I mean, there were no reporters, no papers, no media on hand. Now, there is a reason why the great invasion from heaven to earth happened a few thousand years ago and in near obscurity. There are lessons to be learned for those who have eyes wide open and ears willing to hear. Plus, I've got stories to share. Lots of stories. It's the day after Christmas. My name is James T. Harris, and this is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. Sitting in for, for Glenn Beck, I am a radio talk show host. Uh, my show is called The Conservative Circus. I... I'm the ringmaster. And the big top is News Talk 550 KFYI out of Phoenix. You can listen Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. AZ time because our time doesn't change. Yours does. And right after my show is the Glenn Beck program. So, so, so this is perfect. And I am honored to once again be filling in and on Christmas. I hope that you had a fantastic Christmas. I hope that your Christmas was filled with joy. I hope that your Christmas was filled uh, with family. And I hope that your Christmas was not filled with media. I do believe that the media is our enemy. We're going to talk about that uh, on today's program. We sing, oh, come all ye faithful. We sing joy to the world. And that's because this is the time where, where Christians celebrate the birth of of Christ. And even as a child, Jesus was king. From the first breath that he drew, he was worthy to be worshiped. Jesus is 100% human, and we Christians believe he's also 100% divine. Jesus' birth was so huge, it was so huge of a miracle that it had to be accompanied, you know, by a whole host of angels. What if the shepherds were too busy looking at their social media on their phones to have noticed the heavenly host? Oh, we do that. We do that. I am a night hiker to the chagrin of my smoking hot wife and my, my friends, my coworkers, my boss. I hike at night and sometimes I even hike at night, uh, in my, in my sandals. Some would say barefoot. I love it especially when there's that full moon and those stars and it's quiet and the shadows. And that's pretty much what was going on with those shepherds a couple of thousand years ago. But see, they weren't out enjoying themselves. They were working and their job was to protect the sheep, protect the flock from wolves. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
and out of that darkness and out of that 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 environment boom <laughs> the skies lit up i think one of the first things the angel said was fear not well, yeah, that was, yeah. I would have been, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> Running, fall over the, trip over the sheep. Now, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. What a message. Now, if you're up on your Jewish tradition, if you're up on your Bible study, you know that the, 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 the the Lord had gone silent. God had gone silent for over 400 years. They were waiting for a Messiah, but they didn't know how this is going to play out. This message, I believe, the Christmas message, is so important because those shepherds who were out in the fields, those shepherds who were doing their job, they was probably, probably seen as one of the lowest jobs of that, of that society. It's not something that you would aspire to. Sometimes we're in those kind of positions where we're we're doing jobs and we don't think that it's it's all that important. We don't see ourselves as all that special. And look what happened. The heavens opened up and the angels visited the shepherds. They didn't visit the king. They didn't seek out the priest. The angels visited the shepherds. Those shepherds probably got lonely and often felt like they were forgotten, felt for, felt like they were nothing. But in the midst of their everyday task, God sent a company of angels to tell them the greatest news mankind has ever heard. You see, I do believe that God is the great tactician. And I do believe that this was an invasion. I think that Jesus the Christ as a baby being born from heaven, sent from heaven to earth was an invasion. His job was ultimately to take on the sins of the world and be sacrificed for you and me. And Jesus had enemies. Even at the, at the, the rumor of his birth, you had King Herod have all of the boys of that region executed. Think about that. The news that a king was going to be born led to a man to have to, to slaughter innocence to protect his power. God sees you. God has not forgotten us. It may seem like that. It may seem like heaven is silent, but God has not ignored us. And this is the day where we should remember that. We should rejoice. We should know that God sees us through our tears. We should know that God will reward our faithfulness. We should know that our God is a God of suddenness. He'll just show up. You may feel like you're in darkness. You may feel like all you have out there is the moon, the light, faint light of the moon and the stars. But no, you have more. And the lesson I do believe today is that God has an army of angels 
God has a, a infinite supply of divinity, divine support. He doesn't change. He's still a God of suddenness. And when you have need of him, he will be more than happy to show up to to supply. The reason why I believe the Lord came 2,000 years ago as opposed to today is because that was the perfect strategy in which for a lesson to be taught. And that lesson is the, the word of Christ is not meant for media. It's meant for the, for the human heart. It's meant for the human heart. Oh, it can break through media. It can shine through. And it's shown through 50 years ago on a little show called Charlie Brown's Christmas. And Charlie Brown was the director of a play and it was supposed to be about the meaning of Christmas. And Charles Schultz wanted this cartoon to be about what Christmas was all about. And there was an iconic moment where Linus dropped his security blanket and said this. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Amazing. Joy to the world. Our Lord has come. Amazing. That cartoon, uh, George Schultz, I believe, the creator, I think Coke was the Coca-Cola was the original sponsor. And they had to go through hell and high water to get that on the air. The suits at the time didn't believe that scripture should be shared on network television. That was one of those breakthroughs. That was one of those surprising moments. And it still still is power packed. It, why? Because it's scripture. And it announced the, the arrival of the king. Now we got to deal with the media, the rest of the media, which has changed so radically since Charlie Brown's Christmas. My name is James T. Harris. This is the Glenn Beck Program. James T. Harris sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. Yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas. It aired on national primetime television uh, over 50 years ago. 
And uh, we're talking about something that was simple, something that was straightforward. If you're a fan of Peanuts, you grew up with that. That was my Christmas lineup. I watched The Grinch That Stole Christmas, right? We had Frosty the Snowman. And then we would have a Charlie Brown Christmas. And even as a child, we know, you know, with all the Santa Claus, we Santa Claus, we can't wait for Santa Claus to come and the presents and all that kind of stuff. Charlie Brown Christmas cut right through it. It had the little shabby Christmas tree. Remember that? That's what that's what Charlie Brown got ridiculed for. Charlie Brown, you can't even do Christmas right. You can't even buy a beautiful Christmas tree. What 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 is this? Everybody's laughing at him. That was led him into uh, what is Christmas? Can tell me? Tell, can someone please tell me what Christmas is all about? And that's when Linus dropped the security blanket and talked about fear not, fear not. I think this is something that uh, uh, should be a message for us today. Fear not. If you look around the landscape, there's a lot of stuff that we can be fearful about. I did not turn on the television set uh, this this uh, uh, this week. As a matter of fact, the last television program that I watched was the Green Bay Packers handling their business. That was exciting. Then I turned the TV set off. And it was just my family. We were hanging out. Now, yeah, we did have our cell phones and we did have our social media, but even that was cut down to a minimum. It's one of these times where yeah, I'm in the business and I'm always up on these things and I'm always show prepping. Life is show prep. I, I just wanted to kind of shut things down. Plus, I want to have time to prepare for sitting in for Glenn Beck. I didn't rejoin media until this morning. I turned on and started doing prep, and I was like, whoa, holy cow, look at this war that is being conducted against Christianity. Look at how our Savior is being ridiculed. Look at what the media, what, what, what the, um, I'll just be blunt, look at what the left in the media is perfectly willing to exploit, talk about. There's a new Rasmussen poll showing strong majorities favor saying Merry Christmas. What, you got you to poll that? We poll everything. Hey, let's take a poll. How many of you out there are comfortable saying Merry Christmas? Well, you know what? We haven't been in the past. Why? Because, I mean, Christmas has been beat to, beat to hell, quite frankly. There's a strong Merry Christmas and... Polls show that uh, celebrating Christmas in public schools and religious displays in public areas is, is fine. Well, gosh, glad to know that. But you see, we've let the media set the standard, haven't we? We've let the media bully us into not saying Merry Christmas because we may offend someone. Christmas is offensive. I think we had uh, Justice Gorsuch the other day was on Fox News and he said Merry Christmas. And we had the left come out and say that, you know, that's code. That's that's code for white supremacy. I'm not kidding. Merry Christmas is now code. <laughs> and then when you turn to Hollywood. Hollywood sees, you know, Merry Christmas. Hollywood sees a uh, Christianity as oppression and so 
They do what they do best, and they do it on their vehicle. They do it on the vehicle that they know is going to resonate across the country. They go to entertainment television. I'm not a fan of television. I think television is an amazing, amazing adventure. I think that it's been taken over. I think that, that it's been subverted. I think that some of the things on it are downright evil. On Fox's Family Guy, you got a shopping mall Santa with the high school girl on his lap, and he brings her to sexual pleasure. See, I'm even hesitating saying these things on the Glenn Beck Show. My goodness. After she uh, uh, searches at the at the local mall until she finds her, her creepy claws, this Santa Claus instructs her that he has a, she has now a new sexual discovery. And then he tells her, I know what each and every person needs for Christmas. So we just sexualize Christmas. On Comedy Central South Park, which is a racy show. I mean, they, they purposefully take on all comers. But this year they had Santa Claus wreaking havoc on a town by banning alcohol. To stop drunk driving accidents. Okay. And then he bans marijuana. That's been laced with cocaine. Which leads to more accidents. <laughs> and so you got the you got Jolly Saint Nick <laughs> talking about cocaine lace pot, selling pure coke, which leads to Santa Claus sneaking into all the homes at night to steal all of the drugs. Finally, a drug dealer convinces Santa to try some Coke. And Santa Claus marveled at how clean. <laughs> how clean it was. And then Jesus appears, and then Santa offers him some cocaine. It's a good high. Jesus agrees. And he performs a Christmas miracle, making the cocaine fall like snow all over the town so everyone could enjoy the addictive drugs. Yeah. Oh, and then there's Netflix. They have a new a Christmas twist out, The First Temptation of Christ, about a homosexual Jesus going home for the holidays and introducing the rest of the Holy Family to his flamboyant new boyfriend. That's not enough. They even have uh, the Virgin Mary smoking a joint. And they have one of the wise men hiring a prostitute. And they have Jesus getting high off of special tea. This is what Hollywood is offering up for, for Christmas. This is the twist that they put on one of the greatest stories ever told. Then we have the politicians. We'll talk about how they have subverted Christmas as well. My name is James T. Harris. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. James C. Harris sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, it's become almost as common as Christmas trees and Christmas lights this time of year. And that's liberals lying about Christmas. 
lying about Christmas as a way to advance this or that progressive cause. And I first noticed this as a child. Grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, went to a, a, one of the larger Baptist churches there. And uh, we would have politicians come through all times of the year, especially, though, in election season. I remember Jesse Jackson coming through town. And I remember Jesse Jackson talking about G- uh, 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 Mary. Mary being a single mother. See, Mary sing- sing- single mother. I guess that was a big political issue back then. Whatever the big political issue is, that's what the left gloms on. Uh, for in the 1990s or 80s and 90s, it was homelessness. See, Joseph and Mary were homeless. <laughs> and Mary was a single mom. And this is not a knock against single moms. God bless you. I think, uh, well, let me not go down that road. God bless you. But the left was using that to advance some type of narrative. Have you noticed that? We had uh, uh, Jesus, you know, the, and the, uh, the Jesus family, Joseph and Mary. They were immigrants. And thank God, Egypt didn't have Trump's wall. We, we, we get this every single year. They take the Christmas story and they twist it. They take some line of scripture and they twist it. Why? In the past, you had uh, Representative Luis Gutierrez. And he worked uh, his opposition of uh, President Trump into, uh, you know, in the wall, into the Jesus story. <laughs> we have been dealing with this for years. And I, I, I listen to this as a, as a believer. I watch this. And I can kind of give some of the politicians, I guess, a little bit of a um, benefit of the doubt. Because they may not be using or, or study the Bible. May, they not, may not be believers. But then when you get the reverends doing it, I, I, I question, are they reading the same Bible that I read? And because of the power of the media, these lies are just spread all over the land. Uh, Jesse Jackson, back in the day, he said, uh, we hear a lot about uh, talk about family values, even as we spurn the homeless on the street. Remember, Jesus was born to a homeless couple outdoors in a stable in winter. <laughs> he was a child of a single mother. And when Mary and Joseph was not the father, uh, she was abused. When Mary said that Joseph was not the father, she was abused. And there's no evidence of, of this at all in the Bible, just so you know. Jesse Jackson, if she had aborted the baby, she would have been called immoral. If she had the baby, she would have been called unfit without family values. But Mary had family values. It was Herod, the Dan Quayle of his day, who put no value on the family. See, the Dan Quayle, Herod, the, the slaughter of innocents, that's Dan Quayle according to the left. What I'm saying to you is not, is not uh, uh, anything that you don't know. We hear it all the time. 
We hear it uh, on the news. We hear it on MSNBC. We hear it on CNN. We have politicians today, pundits today, who are still taking their digs uh, at the at the right, taking their digs at conservatives, taking their digs at Trump, using scripture, using Jesus. These are the people that work for him. And as far as his wall is concerned, you know, we just celebrated the birth of Jesus, who was part of an immigrant family seeking mm-hmm. political asylum in another country mm-hmm. from King Herod's we violence. We heard a lot from evangelicals on this. And, but see, if, but we should because if they were true to themselves, if Jesus were today or Trump was back then, he would have been separated from his parents. Joseph and Mary would have been put in a separate detention center. He would have been put in a separate detention center. And he might likely have, have died in custody like another child did over the holidays. Come on, man. This is a, it's amazing. You see, if uh, uh, Jesus was going under the Trump uh, regime, uh, they would be arrested and they would put the children in cages. See, yeah, um, excuse me, sir. That's what happened under Obama. Uh, Those pictures that you were floating around, that was under the Obama administration. I know. Being from Arizona, I was there, as was Glenn Beck on the front lines. Hey, we can we can expose the lie all we want, but just look look how easy it is for liberals to lie about Jesus to to advance their progressive notions. In this case, Trump and the wall and illegal immigrations. They're, Joseph and Mary were not uh, applying for asylum. They were not illegal. Uh, there was a highway uh, between. Jerusalem and Egypt, and it was traveled all the time, and people went back and forth often. But we don't get that. When we get the left that takes scripture, they're usually usually twisting it. And I, I have to be careful because I have good friends who are liberal. One of my best Bible teacher friends is 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 well, he's a, he's a left. He he's a liberal. We decide. Just not to talk politics. Let's just talk Jesus. And you know what? I think that truly is the answer here all the way around. If we're going to talk about Jesus, let's talk about it in the context of the scripture. Let's not twist it into our own fantasy. And you have to know. You have to know that that people who believe, people who have some knowledge of scripture, when they watch this going on, they're appalled. When we watch Nancy Pelosi say that she's a good Catholic and she's praying for the president of the United States, she prays for him every day. And then she'd be the first one to jack up a meeting, then run out to the podium and berate the president. When we see Nancy Pelosi talk about all oh, the children and, you know, these immigrants, these illegal immigrants, you know, are points of light. And they're what makes America great. They're, they're the best of us. When we see that and then we see her position on abortion, we got to say, oh, no, come on, man. Come. Really? They take what's righteous. They take what's sacred. And then they they politicize it. They weaponize it. And you could say, I guess, if you if you were on a liberal talk show, you could accuse you know, conservatives or Republicans of doing the same thing. But I think you'd have a hard time proving it. You would. Something really strange is happening in this uh, era of Trump.
something really strange is happening because the media, the same media that tries to destroy Christianity, the same media that mocks our Lord and Savior, the King, well, they mock anybody who who uh, has the, the king's name in their mouth. They mock any policies on morality. They do. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we're seeing uh, uh, the latest. Uh, uh, be careful, James. I don't think that it's a coincidence that we even see Christian institutions now attacking the president of the United States. And they're attacking him on what they consider to be uh, his immorality. Past immorality. Not present. We're living in very, very strange times. We're going to talk about the whole impeachment fiasco today uh, on, on the Glenn Beck program. But what I want to talk about next here is uh, Christianity Today, a magazine that I used to love reading when I was growing up. And their attack on President Trump, they're calling for Christians to, to not support this president. They want to see this president impeached. My name is James T. Harris. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. My name is James T. Harris. Sit again for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be all for all the people. Man, this is what we're celebrating. Uh, Christmas, the birth of the king. We know him as Jesus the Christ. The angel said, fear not. And we are living in a time where, you know what? Mm, there's a lot to, to be afraid of. And yet we're, we're told fear not. Now the angels told the shepherds that because they were watching the sheep in the middle of the night and all of a sudden an angelic being shows up. You know there's going to be some freak out. You know that. Whoa! <laughs> but we can still take comfort because we serve a mighty God and he is on his throne. And do you think God has any concern over like who leads nations? Do you think he has any say so in that? Mm. How many of you Back in November of 2016, we're praying to Jesus. Lord, please, Jesus, let Trump become president of the United States and not Hillary. Raise your hands unless you're driving. Okay. Got one in the studio has his hand up. We're praying, seriously. <laughs> because we had known enough. We knew enough about the Clintons and how they operated. We knew enough about them. We knew enough about the corruption. We knew enough about the pay, the, uh, pay to play. The Clinton Foundation, the Haiti Fund. Come on. Come on. I can sit back here and just rattle off stuff. We can go all the way back to Whitewater if you want to. We knew that this was just going to be more of the same and that we knew America was going in the wrong direction. So we prayed. And even though many of us had our questions about President Trump, we pulled that lever for Trump. We pushed the button for Trump. 
Many of us thought that that Trump was just like a a a, a, a New York liberal. A lot of folks knew him from television and liked him from television. I I I, didn't, I never watched the show. I punched that button though. I did it with great joy because. Quite frankly, I feared. <laughs> I, I feared Hillary Clinton. I feared that whole apparatus. And we didn't even know back then what we know now. So much has come to light because of the election of Donald J. Trump. So much of the deep state and the corruption in the FBI and the corruption in the DOJ has come to light. The corruption in the IRS, the corruption in our intelligence community has come to light because of the election of Donald J. Trump. So it's crazy to me that we would have the editor of Christianity Today write an editorial saying that Trump should be removed from office. And why? Well, because he lacks moral character now we have uh uh the, the the editor one of the most religious and conservative uh christian magazines supposedly saying that everything that the president has done in his past or done presently is dwarfed by the fact that he lacks character no matter how good this president is no matter what good he's done it's less important than his character flaws. Seriously? Seriously? So you want to dismiss this president in the light of uh, the positive impact his policy has had on millions of people. You want to say that he's not a man of good character because of things in the past, but the policies that he's put forth that have improved the lives of millions. Well, that that has to be summarily dismissed because we're Christians and we, we value morality. It's amazing. We could talk about how the president's policies have liberated millions of Americans of African descent, helped them to find work resulting in the lowest black unemployment rate ever recorded. Is that a moral issue? Tell me, is the fact that we have conservative judges that are being put on the court, is that a moral issue? How about the fact that the president moved the American embassy to Israel's capital city, Jerusalem? He did what other pro presidents only promised to do. Is that is that a moral issue? I'm here to say that the uh, the editor over there at Christianity Today um, is full of hubris and pride. And that needs to be checked. I think uh, that President Trump has been a blessing on this nation. I think that, you know what, he's a man of a, uh, yeah, he's had some character flaws, he's had some issues, but they're out there in the open and everybody knows about them. We're more concerned about what he is doing for the nation. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
You're listening to Glenn Beck. 